0: Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Joining me tonight, a regular on the upper tier and the Shankly Sessions, Brentford versus Liverpool preview. Craig, how
1: are we doing, my man? Very good, Noel. Thanks for having us back on. Um, Yeah, what a fixture to look forward to, you know.
0: Absolutely. Belter. Um, Let's begin Half five tomorrow, great evening yeah. kickoff as well. So, really looking forward to that as well. Under the lights at that new Brentford Stadium. You can see behind me, it's absolutely beautiful stadium. Can't wait to see it on TV. Um, let's start. Thomas Frank versus Jurgen Klopp. What talk to me about Thomas Frank? I know you're uh, a big fan of Brentford. Big Thomas fan Frank. of Brentford.
1: Um I think he's gonna gain a lot of admirers, which I'm sure he already has in your own books and probably a few of the other lads off the podcast, and mm. rightly so. He was a former assistant, believe it or not, to Dean Smith, who manages Aston Villa. Um, but in his own right, stepping out of the shadow, you know, do you have that kind of over thing, overshadowing thing as in, ah, he was an assistant of Villa? No, you just Thomas Rank is Thomas Rank. No one ever brings up the part that I just kind of brought up there. Mm. Um he goes about his own philosophy, attacks, you know, kind of similar to Bielsa, but I would say he is more measured in his approach to the game as in he has the defense as well as the attack. It's a bit more balanced. Like they do attack very well and in high and high volume, but they also make sure they're tight at the back where I think Leeds kind of falter sometimes when they're getting caught in the transition because they going one way. Um in the championship, you know yourself what that league is like. It could be a, a Premier League side coming down. It doesn't matter. That league owes you absolutely nothing. It's rootless, it's horrible. How long did we both one Leeds to get out of that league? Doesn't happen. You know, it just it doesn't work that way. Mm. Um, he's created a formula, which they play expansive, attractive football, but are also all together get stuck in defensively as a unit. Um, I've caught, they caught my eye. I know a lot of people were talking about how Ollie Watkins did it well, but it goes a lot deeper than that. Um, he had two players either side of him who you're very familiar with. One of them was uh, Saido Benharama. Yep. who was at West Ham, who got his move. Look, at the time, Brentford didn't come up. He moved to the Premier League. He earned it. You know, yourself. He's a decent mm-hmm. player. You like him. I know oh, yeah. you like him. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, there's a player who's been there and has stayed there, and he is very good, and his name is Brian Gwemo. So, the firepower that they had up front of the three lads was in tandem, and when they lost Watkins, you kind of said, Jesus, you know, the vocal point maybe is missing now and how do you how do you replace that yeah. so along comes a player who I i really really happy for him and I'm delighted that he's in the Premier League and he deserves to be there uh, Ivan Tony. yes I'm, I'm, I love I love the other guy don't get me wrong like I love Malibu. Um now look at this lad nothing has been given to him let's just say that I had three appearances for Newcastle United and they got rid of him off the books it's disgraceful. I love Newcastle as a club. I really hope they get sorted out. You know, yes, we love Newcastle. They're like a lead. It's kind of like a soft spot mm-hmm. for them. The lad didn't get a chance to prove himself. Mm-hmm. But what I really like about him is it didn't let him stop him. He said, that's fine. I'll start again. He was at Peterborough United, had a, an amazing goal return, 49 and 64. And then the question comes about, yeah, but that's League One. I, I know that comes up. I get, I get that. And it's a valid point in some cases. He then had an opportunity that he was going to be the main man for Thomas Frank to replace Watkins. How, how hard is that after the season that he had? Mm. And unfortunately, he still didn't get up, but he got his move then, like Ben Rama, which was deserved as well. Um, and Tony just flourished. As you saw in the championship last season, he absolutely ran amok. Um, a player who we both know, Sergi Canos, is their number seven, and he's he's found himself as well didn't work out at Liverpool, but again, he has found you know a club under Thomas Frank, the expansive football, a style. Um, Ivan Tony slightly reminds me of a bit of Patrick Bamford, who I think is now shadow that I love as well. When they're without possession, he immediately, without being told, goes on going back into like the back to the midfield for as an extra man. He, his work rate is exceptional, his finishing is really good, he's an absolute awful nightmare in the air which I'm sure you've seen already with a few yeah. games we've had I've seen them, mm. and I'm really hopeful and I think they could surprise a lot of people this season and no disrespect to Brentford but Thomas Frank is going to be on people's radars in a couple of years or so I truly believe how do you feel about Brentford yourself and after kind of picking them up in that and where well, you've had a bit of time to obviously see them and their yeah players.
0: It was kind of similar to yourself. I was very excited for them coming up, and obviously the new stadium is great. It's a real, it's it's a it's a new version of a old school setup, really, you know. Because so they're right on the action and stuff like that. And I, I was talking with Darren the other night on the Premier League preview, and Darren made the point, and I think we both made the point. Really, no one wants to go there to have a game. It's the kind of fixture that you want to get done and put behind you for the season, and hopefully get a good result there. You know, um, you seen what happened when Arsenal went there; they absolutely got mauled. You know, and I just think I think they're gonna do that to a lot of clubs. I can see them upsetting a lot of bets this season for lads who are having an L-flutter <laughs> an and not including Brentford in, in one way or another in your accumulator or whatever it is.
1: I but, had them against Wolves and yeah. they proved me wrong because I had the Wolves to <laughs> score and they shows how resilient they are. <laughs> yeah,
0: um I, I think the boy Tony is unbelievable up front. I think Raya in goals is outstanding, um, and I think he has a really nice balance and a real nice blend there. What I would fear for Brentford is, as you know, it's a long, hard season. And and whether they'll be able to bring those other players in, not dissimilar to ourselves when you think about it, in terms of bringing players off the bench that holds that same quality. Now, I know Thomas Frank is meticulous in his um, preparation and stuff like that, and I'm sure he'll have even the subs well drilled on the bench and stuff like that as well. But for at the moment, absolutely a standing start to the season. They must be absolutely delighted. The fans are hopping the town must be absolutely hopping as well. And like it, to have Premier League football back there with that beautiful stadium, all, I mean, what more would they want? It's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, I do think, and I'm not taking anything for granted here. There is levels, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I don't think tomorrow will present a good day for them because I think, I think we're operating at a level at the moment. That reminds me of 18-19 form. And I just think at the moment we're meticulous in our drive forward and in, in what we want to do. And it's game by game. Klopp has them buzzing again. And we'll get into talking about the team and stuff like that because, as we know, Naby Keita's out with a foot injury. We know that Thiago's going to be out until after the international break with the calf injury. So it's going to be a slightly different midfield. Probably Curtis Jones or someone might come in. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting tomorrow to see what happens. Can Mo Salah keep the good form down? Um, does Firmino come back into the side or does he stick with Jota? Who's kind of been- He's
1: had a full week, hasn't he? Is he was did he get a full week of training?
0: He's back in he's back in full training now. He said I think yeah. three or four days, but he had been training somewhat, much, you know, so he might yeah, be like, ready like to go. yeah, yeah. He might start with Jota and maybe bring Firmino on or something like that. But safe to say, yeah. you know, with Jota at the moment, he's going through a little bit of a spell where he's kind of in and out of games and stuff like that. Um, I think with Virgil at the back there and with any combination of Virgil, Mattup, Gomez, Kanate, whoever you want to put in there, I think they should have more than enough to look after Ivan Tony. but I think Tony's outstanding. Um, and yeah. as you said, that aerial threat that he presents, is he going to be able to present that to a Virgil van Dijk or a Joel Matup or whatever it is? Um, and whether their back line can deal with the pace of Mo Salah, Trent is back there as well. Trent's back into the team. I, I heard that today, club's press conference, stuff like that. I think the link of play at the moment between Trent and Salah and Jordan Henderson coming in from that midfield into that triangle play, I think is outstanding. And I don't know anyone who can deal with that at the moment. And I watched it live against AC Milan. And yeah. Unbelievable to watch.
1: And it's the it's the pace that it like it's like, you know, isn't it like yeah. the click of the fingers? And you know what's what we we kind of forgot, we haven't really touched on as well. We're not getting frustrated in front of the goal, we're sharp we're quick, you know, we're present, you know, I'm sure as you saw in person, we're not kind of like oh here we we're getting to the to the back line and I don't yeah. know what's going on. The lads look on it, like, yeah. you know, like really on
0: it. <laughs> and, we have, and we have goals coming from areas that we generally don't have goals. So it's pressures, great. Pressure's kind of off the front three somewhat, even though mm. Salah's outstanding at the moment. And Mane's kind of coming back to that Mane that we know in terms of his form. Um, I think this is a real game that sets up well for Jota in terms of maybe grabbing a goal or two. Um, because that focal point of covering Mane and Salah might leave Jota yeah. with a bit of space there because the likes of Moussa, you nearly have to double up on him and stuff like that. When no disrespect yeah. to Brentford, but they'll nearly have to double up on him to, to contain him. You know what I mean? Which creates the that problem space um, there.
1: The problem is the player on the on that side. I think it's Henry. He's decent player, but he he does like the Gallivan forward. Can they deal with exactly what you touched on? Can they yeah. deal with the transition? Maybe mm. not. At the back they have a uh, Pontus Janssen, who's former Leeds, and they mm. have Air, who's Celtic. Not the, the pacey center halves, they're more the old yeah. school get mm. rid of stuff, but it suits us because as you touched on, we don't play for aerial, we play to go through the channels and work mm. fast. Yeah. Can they cope with it? Is mm. you know.
0: Yeah, it's it's whether it's whether they'll have, I don't know what you would call it, it's whether they'll have the patience, if you like to be careful in terms of what they do. Because I know, as you said, if that guy bombs forward and leaves that space there, the way Virgil van hits those crossfield balls to Mo Salah and even Allison and stuff like that with his distribution, we should absolutely tear them asunder if that's what happens. So I I don't know if Thomas Frank is the kind of guy, we've seen it with Arsenal, he's not the kind of guy that's going to play a Burnley style where he's going to go two banks of four and stuff like that.
1: They play
0: (laughs) play football very like Brighton with Graham Potter. They play nice football. And sometimes when we go against teams that play nice football like that, they're wide open to us and we can absolutely tear them asunder. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, but I think the good start that they've had to the season, I think it could be halted tomorrow by Liverpool. And I would expect Liverpool, you know, to, to, to run out. not Not easy winners. I think it'll be a tough day at the office, but I think we will get the job done. And I think it'll be reasonably comfortable. That's my thinking at the moment.
1: What's um, your scoreline prediction for tomorrow?
0: Do you know, I'm thinking somewhere in the region of maybe 3-0. And I'd like to see, if Curtis plays, I'd like to see Curtis get a goal. Um, not that I'm fussy. I mean, I'll take a goal off the, the back arse of Mo Salah. Yeah, we take it. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But I, I, I'm I liking this thing that he's doing now with this different idea to the midfield where it's about pressing forward, you know, um, assisting the play pulling the trigger, having a go, having a shot.
1: That's and what cur- we were crying out for like many cur- times last season. You know? Yeah,
0: well, you're saying it with Jordan already. You look at Jordan Henderson. He's never been as forward-thinking as he is this season. And I think Klopp, I really think he's turned the screw on that midfield and say, guys, it's your turn to chime in here now. Your stats are horrible. You yeah. need, you know, it's not, it's not good enough anymore to be just workman. Like, we need to see goals. We need to see assists. We need all this good stuff coming. Through, it can't be you
1: know? just like, you know... If the front three are on it We're all right You know We need no. we need to be chipping in From everywhere Like you know
0: Absolutely Look look, League title winning teams And all these great teams Down through the years That have won doubles And trebles And all that kind of stuff There's goals coming From everywhere I'd like to see Virgil Actually get a goal tomorrow Maybe yeah. off a set piece or a corner as well But um, again I'll take goals from anywhere You know what I mean But I'd like You know Somewhere around 3-0 Clean sheet Happy days No injuries Move on then To Porto it is Next week then I think Yeah um, midweek
1: Uh, in the Drago in the Drago I think it is
0: yeah absolutely the only thing when you go back and you look at history with Brentford, I mean we have to go back to 1947 is the last time we played them, you know what I mean? Which, which means in theory means absolutely nothing. Yeah, uh, and that was the year that we bet them. We bet them that May 1947, and that was when they got relegated. We actually relegated them at that game, you know. Oh, god, I mean? so it's, a, it's a kind of a weird one, you know, but they do give it like you know, again, you're going back through the stats and stuff like that of history and all, so it's meaningless, really, you know. Mm. Um, football is a very different game now and stuff like that, but I do think we're operating at a level. That's just, you know, I look at us and I look at Chelsea and United somewhat, but there is a little bit of stuttering there, but they're still getting results. Yeah, But we're, we're operating at a different level. And you even look at City, even City at times when you look at them, it's a little bit of a struggle for them. They I haven't think, really yeah, hit their mouth yet, you know.
1: I think United could be individual uh, performances, if you understand me, instead of like us yeah. and Chelsea are being, going out and getting the job done and yeah. like, like we're like going straight from one to fifth gear it's mm. it's incredible like you know the kind of it's incredible to start the season like that you mm. know like straight into bleeding yeah. you know full notch like, you know? well we knew
0: we knew that we'd be fired up because last season I thought we got third and stuff like that and we got into the Champions League in the end but the struggle was such a season the season was such a struggle, I should say, because of tragedy, because of injuries, because of COVID, because of no fans. We, like every that whole wave is, and it hit most clubs. Yeah. But I think, I think you know that coming third was huge for us. You know what I mean? But I just think this year the boys are gone out there with a point to prove. I think Jurgen Klopp has said, "Now boys, this is the time to go." We've seen how good Thiago was now that he's back in the team, and now unfortunately he got injured. We've seen how good Keita was doing, and then he was unlucky with the foot injury. You know, Curtis will probably come in tomorrow, maybe Ox or something like that. I don't know what way they're going to mix it up. It'll be interesting to see. But, like, we do have genuine options now on the bench. And we've seen that now. We've seen it in the Palace game. we also seen it in the AC Milan game that you can, you can rotate and expect people to do a job, um, which is encouraging. And yeah, and it's, it's good to say as well. I think already this season they're saying he's used 21 players or something like that already. But that's
1: that's a breath of fresh air. Like yeah. it, that shouldn't be something that we should have to hope for, you know. That's mm-hmm. a normal part of a football club. Yeah. Like you yeah. look at Chelsea's depth, and I'm not saying that we should have a massive depth like them, but I'm just yeah. saying whoever is called upon should be able to do a job. Yeah. Like Simicast has been absolutely outstanding and yeah. fair play to him. Yeah. You know, Robbo goes out. Maybe on another day, we'd be like, Milner, hopefully he can go in and do a job. But now we actually have a left back who's like, oh, I'll come in and I'll do a job for you. Yeah. His delivery, Noel, isn't his delivery outstanding?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very accurate, I mean, isn't it? Hell, very, left-back. very accurate. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and do you know what I noticed about him last week playing as well? There's a kind of a little nastiness to him as well. He likes to get
1: stuck in. Yeah, so he (laughs) likes to get
0: stuck in. And I know Klopp loves to see that, like, you know, 100%. But I also think with Origi as well, like Origi's been out in the cold for a while. I think if they bring him in and we have that option on the bench, but if he gets minutes... Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if we go 2-3-0 up tomorrow, potentially, you yeah. know, I'd like to see Origi being brought on and being given more minutes so he feels part of the team. He feels part of the match day experience. And we'll only get a better Divock Origi by doing that, you know what I mean? We know what he's capable of doing. We know the classic goals he has scored. So we know they're in his locker. we seen the goal he scored last week. He's more than capable, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: So I just I've think- been... Uh- a bit neglective I'll hold my hand up myself and I've, I haven't looked at it from that kind of point of view and it does make sense I've kind of just kind of took that approach also with the transfer window you know oh, we should get rid of him and get someone else I you understand it doesn't work like that and Origi knows the system Origi knows the train and Origi knows the mm-hmm. club and I think what you said is spot on he got a, g- a good header it was a great great delivery Jesus yeah. and a great header you mm-hmm. know away from yeah. the keeper and, and, I think, and in
0: the AC Milan game he was so close to two of them as well he I was so he, unlucky
1: if you watch, if you rewatch that game back then, you would have said who deserved the goal? I think he'd be the first name on everyone. Yeah. You know, you are, you were at the game. You would have, yeah. you know. But that's how we felt. You know, I was like, mm. oh, how did he not get him? You know, he did everything, but you mm. know. But um, it is refreshing. You know, even for me, you know, Milamino didn't do himself any harm either. But that's what yeah. I'd like. You know, mm. if the lads are going to the African Cup, that's fine. We'll get on and manage it. No problem. Not a big deal about it, mm. You know that kind of way.
0: Yeah, like even even knowing tomorrow that Thiago's out and Naby Keogh is out and stuff like that, normally that would set alarm bells off. But now it's kind of like, that's okay, because we have Jordan there, we have Fabinho and we'll bring in Curtis, or we'll bring in Ox or whatever it is, whatever formation he wants to go with, and then we know that Naby will be back probably for Porto, or he'll be back next week, it's only a minor foot injury, we know that Thiago's coming back off the next international break coming up, so it's not a problem it's all good, you know what I mean, and it's just there's no need for excuses we get on with it, we have this squad of players here, these are the ones that we went into the season with, we should have the confidence behind these players, let's get on with it and do a proper job You know. and I think that's the approach that he's taken and I do think with Origi, he's a confidence player as well so like if you sit him on a bench for 11 months He's not going to come on And be the Divock Origi. Whereas if you give him That 20, 25, 30 minutes Every second game Or every couple of games Or you put him in there Where you need him And stuff like that You'll bring up his confidence He'll score more goals And we'll see a better Divock Origi. And he gives us a brilliant option Off the bench Because he's something different It's like when you look at Chelsea And they're playing with Timo Werner And when they had Giroud there So if it wasn't working with Werner Going direct or whatever way it was You yeah. could put Giroud on And Giroud crop up And get one of those Different kind of goals And obviously. we can
1: actually We can actually hit Origi in the box Really Which is good as well Because he'll Absolutely. stay in there He'll stay Absolutely. in this, you know
0: And the difference as well in, in You know Mid-match If you do make that change as well Teams t- generally don't think we're going to do that so that they don't, they don't expect us to put a big target man up front and stuff like that so it's a change for them as well so it gets them thinking about more than stuff like that and so we can swing
1: balls in <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely you see, as you said with Simicus absolutely and the yeah. thing about it as well if we put a Reggie on then it gets that mindset in the defence thinking right where we got to watch him and then someone obviously drops off Mo or someone drops off yeah, man Air, or Jonathan, Carter, from, it is. you know. and then the next yeah. thing they're freed up to do what they do best and stuff like that so even if you put them on even if you're thinking as maybe to use them as a kind of a decoy at times, you know, brilliant, you know. So I think we've got great options at the moment and I don't think, you know, I don't think you know We need those guys on the bench. Dave Ocarigi has to be on the bench. We need yeah. that option there to change it up. Especially going into a match like this where it's just, it's not going to be that easy. We know they like to play football. We know the crowd are going to be on top of it. We know it's going to be one of those grounds like Ellen Road, like Villa Park, like Turf Moor, where it's difficult to go and get a result and you tend to want those fixtures done. Yeah. Um, but I do think at the moment there's a different sort of mindset at Liverpool at the moment, and it's, it's, it's laser-focused. I can see it in them when they go out there. It's all about business. It's encouragement. You can see the job Jordan's doing, pushing that wave of Liverpool players forward all the time, more, 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 not satisfying, not being satisfied with anything, you know what I mean? Remember and I
1: think- in the um, in 18-19 season, mm. like people couldn't even get out of half. Yeah. We were, you know, we had them suffocated, like, yeah, because we were so high. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, you yeah. know, we were submitting them in, you know,
0: yeah and we seen that we seen that last week in the Crystal Palace game where we absolutely suffocated them into their half and we also seen it in the Milan game as well where we absolutely pushed them in and these were for long spells sometimes these were 10-15 minute spells where we absolutely had them in their own half and right. it's really encouraging but I think the difference between the 18-19 and this this Liverpool is this Liverpool is more measured and controlled and knowing what it needs to do it's not that kind of heavy metal football where it was going ho this mm. is very very controlled you can see how calm Virgil is how Matab is how they're all getting involved going forward and switching and changing. Robbo goes, Trent holds, Trent goes, Robbo holds, you know what I mean? There's it's a real, like there's real, balance, real balanced yeah. understanding through the squad as well, you know what I mean? And there's also an expectation through the squad on every single player that steps out there that the expectation is that you're going to perform. You've seen it with the young lads midweek in the Carabao Cup, you know what I mean? Those guys played like they'd been in the team. Ah, uh, you
1: know? Cody and, you know, the young lad, the young Northern Ireland lad, Ireland, they're like, yeah. they're, yeah, look, it happens, but bar mm. that, he had a solid game, you know, fair play to him. Yeah. And it's great to represent the club, you know. And...
0: Yeah, but you look, you look at Coye Gordon, and coy Gordon looks like he had played ten games the first time. He's I mean, sixteen years raised. The is <laughs> true,
1: ball. <laughs> oh <laughs> <my> Unbelievable, <God. laughs> and and the other
0: thing as well. So forward in his thinking as well, picks up the ball, wants to run, wants at to just go. Like so yeah, there's but... a different direct approach this year, and it's great that it's filtering down through the age groups as well. That the that the future is very bright for Liverpool football. Isn't it great
1: football? as well? that Cortis could be a role model but he's still learning. Do you know what I mean? As in he's learning but he can still be the the kind of like the figure to them to like the model to base their kind of you know.
0: You're nearly, it's nearly a thing where the kids are looking at the kids yeah. for inspiration. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, but it's the like, thing, the thing that the under 23s coach came out this week and said as well, he turned around and he said, Isn't it brilliant that we can see that there is now a basis for the youth to come through and there yeah. is an opportunity there to move into the first team potentially? And that's what they all need to be striving for. And it's absolutely brilliant, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, you know, it's a different mindset to the way we're thinking now that like this lack of going out and spending 100 million on a player, no. that doesn't need to happen to be successful. To Be successful, you have to have a good structure there on a blend of experience and youth. And like a lot of our experience, like you think about Trent, the many games that Trent played for Liverpool now, you already, know I mean? <laughs> and like he's still only a kid as well. You he know, well. poor Harvey Elliott who got injured and stuff like that. Look at how he was getting on, he was going to have an exceptional season. So unlucky with his injury, and so like we like
1: mightn't that. even have to spend if you know what I mean, as in because our development will be so good that we can just, now this player's ready, I want to put him into that position. I don't want to look any further than the club, which yeah. is great. You know, yeah. I, mean? I,
0: I think you'll always look to the market as well, you know, and you might look to a Bazuma or, you know, a Neuhaus or someone like that. You want to bring in that blend of experience because I'd imagine Curtis going in there and training with Thiago each day and all and stuff like that. That has a huge effect on him, Tiago. Born, bred, winner, absolutely exceptional player. If Curtis Jones is around that guy, if Harvey Elliott's around that guy, you know that will only lift their game to go. Well, this is the level we need to be. That's where I on.
1: want to be. Like you no. know, that's that's exactly. what,
0: yeah. So I think once they keep on going down that road, I think it's absolutely brilliant. You know, you've got Harvey Elliott who was going there prior to his injury. You know what I mean? He's training with Mane and Salah and Tiago and all these guys. How are you not just going to lift your game and become a better player? You know, and it was brilliant to see it midweek the way that you blended in. You know what I mean? And it was fantastic, and Keller saving the penalty and you know, all was outstanding. Yeah, it was great,
1: great footwork. Yeah, yeah. Great footwork. But
0: it just, it just at the moment, I just get a feeling about Liverpool. I'm getting that excited feeling again that it we're was. in for that we're in for yeah. a real good season now. And I'm going to touch wood here that we don't get yeah. too much more injuries and knocks or stuff like that. And maybe they could sort out some of this international break rubbish that's uh, going on. How can
1: right. you have another one already? Oh, There's
0: another two ahead of us before Christmas. Oh, for
1: God. You know Just, what I mean? It's I crazy. worry about that, about our players more than anything. And they already yeah. coming back? Is okay. okay? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, to sidetrack from that now, you haven't given me your prediction yet.
1: <laughs> um, it's very tough because I have to take into account what you said, which is the truth that, you know, we're playing maximum level stuff you could be argued already mm. and no disrespect to Brentford but Arsenal are not that Arsenal that they were mm. as in like, I can't base it on oh well they did that to Arsenal it's irrelevant as in you know the levels that you were saying
0: mm.
1: I'm going to go to near Liverpool mm-hmm. um, I, I agree with you about you know Tony is a handful and a menace and all but the operations that we have and the calmness and the closure and trust. If it's probably going to be Joel back in, I imagine with Virgil, because Conate they played in the cup, obviously, as well. Yeah. I just think that we're going to be able to manage it, the situation that it, it's not mm. going to be, you know, Tony won't cause that much. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, but I just think the level that we're operating at and the clubs we've already faced that the lads mm. have dealt with them pretty well. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be a very tough win. I think we're going to have to earn it. And I do, I think eventually, I think we might get a goal, but then we might go a spell towards the end of the 15 or so and get a second just to kill it off. But I do, I do think if we score, you won't see Brentford lie down. I think yeah. they'll give everything. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a hard fought 2 0 win myself. I'm probably going to, I'm going to go Trent tomorrow for a goal because I think what you touched on, set pieces, if we hit them on transition, and they might—they will have to fell or concede a goal. We could say or concede a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. They won't be able to handle that ferociousness. I don't think in transition, mm. if a fell gets given on the edge or whatever, Trent will have a bang and he's well capable. I mm. mean, other goal. Oh, I don't think it's going to be like one of them games where like, you know, Mo comes in and could play. I think it might be different tomorrow, like a set piece and maybe a corner or maybe I'm going to go Virgil for that. I'm going to go Trent and Virgil. I'm going to go something different. God, I think it's going to be a bit different. Yeah, a, bit a weird feeling. That's a
0: bet builder if there was ever one, isn't it? <laughs> Trenton Virgil to get both goals. I'll go, I'll
1: go Pontus Janssen to be booked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think... Um, it's not going to be our usual kind of like, you know, we play through the Lions and we break. I do think this is going to be a very hard-fought victory tomorrow. Honestly, mm. I do. How do so, you feel yourself about it?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be hard-fought. I mean, Brentford are going to give anyone a bit of a game. But again, as I said, with levels and the way we're playing and stuff like that, and if 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 our goal is to be in that title shake-up, yeah. then these are the games that you have to just go out, express yourself at that level and go and win. And I think that's where we're at at the moment. We won't be looking towards Porto. We won't nope. be looking towards City next weekend. I think it is. We'll be looking. This is the game in the moment. Three points, get the job done, top of the table or whatever it is, and move on. Then we go Porto. So I think I think the way Klopp is doing it at the moment, he has the guys laser focused to be, you know, fully engrossed in the moment, not in yeah. the projection. And I like think it's that's,
1: half five, Brentford full stop. Yeah. You know, and, and we'll
0: we'll talk about Porto then at half eight. On
1: Saturday night, and that's the way I think he's thinking. And I uh, have a question for you. Yep. Uh, regarding Brentford, will we see? I know it's hard to say with Thomas Frank, you know, he's a master tactician, he does his homework, as you touched on. Mm. Will he go for 3 3 or will he, will he be conservative and play Tony as the lone man and maybe have a like a four five one, as in like holding Buemo and Canos in a line behind Tony, but Tony will also come in. Like he does naturally to help, do you think he will see Liverpool and what they are and say, I'm not going to go 4-3-3 and open myself up to an absolute, no disrespect, when footballing sides play us, as you said, we tear them an absolute sundae because open isn't the word for it, do you think he may- might have seen that and said, like done his homework and said, right, I'm, I'm aware of this, although I want to play good ball and it's my philosophy, I also want to maximize our chances of possibly getting something and I'll be a bit more conservative as in to go four five one or something like that. I I think I don't see
0: him doing that because a couple of reasons. One, I think if he plays one man up front he ain't gonna get out now of the game. Yeah. And two, I think the intensity at which we play at we will eventually break them down. So I don't know whether he might start like that conservatory. Um, conservatively. And I think then he might switch it to the 4 if he sees what way it's going. But I think he's one of those guys. He's like Graham Potter as well. He sets his stall out and you know what you're going to get. And I think when you are playing against these top three, top four sides, You know, you know that you're in for a tough day at the office, so you may as well stick to your principles. And if you fall on your sword of your principles, like when Brentford look at their season, they're not thinking about getting anything off Liverpool. They're not thinking about getting anything off Chelsea or City or whatever it is. So if they do happen to get something that's a bonus, you know, But I, th- I think what happens is they'll probably stick to their principles, see how it goes. And I think he might change it up a little bit. There might be a tactical, slight tactical change in terms of formation. But I think whatever way he changes the formation, you know what you're getting with us. It's, it's going to yeah. be a blistering pace. It's going to be intense. It's going to be backs to the wall. And, and the only way you would see Brentford getting something out of this is if they have an absolute miraculous day at the back. Um, and, you know, they throw bodies in front of everything, similar to what West Ham did against United the other night in the Cup. I think that's the only way you're going to see them getting something out of this. And I think if they play one up front, imagine one up front against Matip and Mat- Van Dyke. I mean, Matip could It's just going to
1: be coming back the way it's going, you know. It's just going to be wave yeah. after
0: wave. And I, I don't know whether Tony is strong enough to hold up the play against those two boys as well. I, I want to see it. I want on. to
1: see this challenge. You know, I really, I'm very impressed with him, but this is yeah. the elite. This now, not because we're Liverpool fans, but this is like Joel Matip is seriously underrated. It's yeah. it's a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know and, what I mean? And we know Virgil van Dijk is <laughs> probably Rachel. the
0: best he's probably the best centre back yes. in the world. So I, you're going up against you know, the best centre back in the world who's the calmest guy in the world, who like doesn't get phased by anyone. You know what I mean? And you look, I mean, look at the Chelsea game and the job he did on the kaku. Is Ivan Tony at Lukaku level? Probably not. Is not. Virgil van Dijk probably the best in the world yeah. so this this is a real test for them but I just don't know whether he'll be strong enough to hold up the plate to invite players on with one up front against the likes of Virgil and Joel Matip I, I think to be honest Matip will pull out a deck chair if that's the case and it yeah. wouldn't be, um, that wouldn't be good for me I think he'd be better off sticking to his principles and yeah if he's caught on the break he's caught on the break but go down you know you know, fall on your sword by playing by your principles. You know what I mean? Look at Graham Potter. Graham Potter plays brilliant football at Brighton, but every so often he gets a walloping. Um, And it just happens that that's the way it goes. But more often than not, he's always competitive in the games. And I think if Brentford tomorrow want to be competitive, they need to stick to what they know and and try and see what way the game emerges.
1: I can see them using the likes of Canos and Bremo to try and get down the channels maybe, you know, in behind. And then... Maybe Tony could act like a false nine, maybe to try and draw Matip and Virgil out away because they know he's not going to really get much luck. So he might drop and try and take somebody with him, but Virgil and Matip won't go. None of he those guys you know, the they're they're way are coming. They're not going anywhere. Like, yeah, and, and, and they
0: know if he drops 25, 30 yards out, picking up the ball and stuff like that, he ain't going to cause any danger yeah. from there. And if anything, once he drops into that position there to drop deep in the false nine, Fabinho, Fabinho <laughs> is all over him like a rash. It doesn't even get to Matip and Van Dijk, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Um but it's a it's a tantalizing toy and i'm glad it's the half five one on tv it's going to be a great match
1: who is um, going to score for you tomorrow
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, i well i called it three 0 and i did i did say i'd like virgil to get one i did say i'd like curtis to get one i don't care who gets them so i going <laughs> get them um it could be a day for Jota if Jota plays. I think if he if he starts, I think it could be a day for Jota. I mean, he's he's due a big performance, isn't he? Because he's been drifting in and out of games a little bit.
1: He's been having the kind of spells like you know, flickers yeah. where he's in and then he's out again and then he disappears for a second. Exactly. he come back into it and
0: yeah, yeah. And, and he knows for me, you know, obviously either back on the bench or something like that. He's chomping at the bit to go, he's back from injury and stuff like that. So Jota will put in a big performance. So I wouldn't be surprised if we go 3 0. I'm thinking Virgil. Maybe Curtis and Jota, and I would take that all day long. I'd be very happy with that. I take that as a hundred percent. And the only last question for you are we going with that beautiful new cream kit with the collar? Are we gonna go and put on the, the the yellow and red, the classic?
1: Um, Brentford's home jersey is red and white stripes. Yes. And I'm trying to, how do you, like, do you think cream would clash? Not really, because the shorts is like a green, isn't it? Mm. they would wear yeah. white will we go yellow?
0: I have a feeling they're going to go with the yellow
1: yeah they'd probably go yellow to play it I hope they do because I'm colourblind anyway so yeah,
0: absolutely <laughs> um, yes
1: well here yeah, look at it. we can we can watch the game at half five and then we can go and walk McDonald's at eight they can so they would be happy days. <laughs> do two and one yeah absolutely don't really think of the yellow oh, don't ask me why I know you're going to laugh I oh, think of Ricky Lambert don't ask me why or yeah. Berenia or, or Balotelli am I right? was that the, was that the time the warrior one remember? The red kind of neck on it. the yeah, red kind of
0: long. I think so. Yeah.
1: Ricky yeah. Lambert comes up to me. He goes, "What the family?" Oh. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I
0: was. I was hoping for a similar version to what you have on the pinstriper, but I didn't. Oh, get the crown paint. Instead, yeah. we got, instead we got the checks instead of the pinstriper, But you look.
1: Yeah. It, do, it doesn't the checks, matter what. The I jersey. haven't got the yellow one yet myself. I, I have yeah. the cream one, which I'm very fond yeah. of. I really like yeah.
0: it. Yeah. I would imagine the yellow one with the old school checking around it is a uh, is an, ah. an acquired taste, let's say. Um, would de- <laughs> definitely would definitely suit you but might not suit a man of my stature let's say
1: <laughs> my shape the yellow nah, yeah. all.
0: that's a conversation for another day well anyway this has been your Brentford versus Liverpool preview with Craig on the Shankly Sessions head over to YouTube Dynamo Podcast Network on Twitter at Sessions Shankly on Facebook and Instagram, the upper tier. And you'll also get audio versions of the show if you don't want to look at these beautiful faces. And you'll get us on audio, Spotify, Podbean, and iTunes. Till next time, Craig. Absolute pleasure. Come on, you red men. Let's do this.